Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Really? No, really. Really? No. Hello, everybody. I'm Jason Alexander. I'm Peter Tilden. And today on Really No Really, we're going to go where no man has gone before. Actually, a lot of men and women have actually gone. And there's a lot of stuff because today we're talking about, Peter? Space. And the, the question is this, space junk, junk became an issue. Yeah. And I'm reading how much space, there are millions and millions of pieces of space junk up yeah. there. And what I, what, what. And we're my, not talking like the, 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 the Chinese balloon that came by. We're no, talking golf about, ball size, big pieces, yeah. larger pieces. Right. Uh, stuff that's been and up a there. Tesla. <laughs> look at Tesla's up there. So we've been cocking up, we did the oceans, we do we, everything. We have to ship our stuff to China. Everything. And they said, no, Moss, not, not right. in that language. Um, but then I realized with all of the stuff, that's going up there, my take yeah. is we're going to be landlocked. There's so much stuff up there, and there's something called, I, I think it is the Kessler effect. Is that, is that right? Kessler effect. I think that's what it is, where it, on, on the ground, yeah. junk is just junk, okay? In space, junk hits other junk, creating more junk. So it keeps exponentially I getting... I thought you were going to do the Carlin routine for a minute, where it, here it's junk, up there it's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is stuff. <laughs> yeah. But when space junk hits other space junk, it yeah. breaks apart and becomes more space more, junk and more, more junk. space junk. And I forgot So it's what... a problem that compounds, is what you're saying. Yeah, and it's going 17,000 miles an hour. Well, that's, uh, that's a nice rate. <laughs> so, so my take is we're going to be landlocked. Your take on space junk? We'll fix it. Everything, uh, there's no problem we can't fix. Really? Yeah. No, really. Really. So who do you get to talk about space junk? I, I, I'm always suspect because when I see spacewalks, yeah. if there's that much space junk, are they either shooting it from an angle where they're hiding it, or shouldn't the guy doing a spacewalk be diving and chucking to the side and doing all kinds of maneuvers to get out of the way, right? And by the way, the spacewalks, we're busy. If you could sp speed it up a little bit. I'm going for the wrench. I'm yeah, bending it down. it takes a lot of time, yeah, it right? takes a lot of time yeah. if they can speed it up. Yeah. Who would know about do all we, of this? Do we naturally slow down in outer space? Because let me tell you, if I'm on a spacewalk, I'm going to go very fast. I'm going to be in and out and back in faster right, than well, you can say Jiminy Cricket. Guess who we got? <laughs> I'm really excited about this. We got somebody who can talk about space junk and who's been up there and yeah. done, I think he did two spacewalks. His name's Garrett Reisman. He's a mechanical engineer and a former NASA astronaut who's been up in the space station, I think, a couple times and did, am I right, Garrett? We're going to start with junk, but you've been up there three times. But I read that you did two spacewalks, and the two spacewalks, the thing that got me, it said over the course of 14 hours, that's how long they take? Uh, well, uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. It's great to see Pleasure. you guys. Yeah, so um, I did actually three spacewalks. You know, n Not that I'm counting. Oh, thank you, there. Peter. Thank you, Peter, and the research. <laughs> thank you. Beautiful. Nice uh, job. And uh, so they didn't make a big deal. And now it's no big deal. Three three spacewalks, fourteen hours. You want to change your assessment of the? How problem? long were the three spacewalks? Fourteen hours. Each each one was about seven and a half, a little bit over seven and a half hours. Wow, really? Yeah. And so yeah, so in total over twenty two hours. So let me. So space junk. 
Space are, are you worried? Like, you're going out there, man. You're tethered. Yeah. You're tethered, and they got all the things to hold on to. Yes, Wait, Laurie, 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 go ahead. What? What did I say? Reisman? You know. Is it Reisman? I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> you know, you say potato, I say potato. You say cardiovascular right. disease, I, I say... I just want Guggenheim, make sure that... Reisman? You know, Reisman? Reisman. Reisman. Peter did the Are name you? wrong. <laughs> Peter Peter got the number of spacewalks wrong. Just start a list. Peter said stuff is moving at 17,000 miles an hour. I don't think that's true. I think Jared, that's... How fast is it going? Look, everybody calls me Reisman, actually, because I think... Now you're going to... Now my head's right, going to Peter explode. gets yeah. partial credit on the name. <laughs> were you, wait, you were up there my, my 107, day, like, 107 did, days? 107 days. Three that's hours correct. and 15 minutes. That could be right. I don't know. It's I know right. 100 right. It's right. Reisman, days, Reisman. three hours. It's right. I mean, not know your name. You're like these crazy nerds that like hang out with these like stopwatches and time it to the second. But I, yeah, 107 days. Wait, By the I way, just one back. piece Can of we... business here. One piece of business. Good. Never correct me, Laurie. I will say his name wrong. No one will know. No, don't ever correct me. How dare you? Reisman, Reisman. Who cares? He's an, a- he's an astronaut. I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going with I, it. Tilden, Tilden. Who was, cares? Way, Whatever. That was, see, what you learn on yeah. a space station in yeah. close quarters is just go with it. You don't stress out over stuff. Sure. Right? Yeah, Garrett? you got to get along. It is yeah. Garrett, right? That's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Although so, when something goes wrong, you go, where's Reisman? And then there's no answer. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. He's floating he's around over there. All right, come back. So It's actually Garrett, but I wasn't going to say anything. So this is... As fascinating as all this is, and I don't want to cut it short. Oh my god! Um, space junk. Why aren't we seeing you dive? And and how? What's the risk when you go out there? You know it's out there and it's flying. Yeah. Around. So no, it is a huge risk. It's a big, big. Problem. And well, how fast is it going, Garrett? About seventeen thousand five hundred miles. An hour. That's different. Not it, seventeen thousand. Seventeen five. Point at me again. If I'm it's in your, your orbit, it, it could be going faster if it's coming from Why a different orbit. Why did you make me look? You could have just wow. said seventeen. You didn't have to add the. Well, you could have gotten his name right. Everybody has a. <laughs> we have a zone. So okay, <laughs> let's get serious, face. So you're about yeah. to go out. It's really dangerous. Doing yeah, it. it is. Yeah, it, it going out and doing a spacewalk is just as dangerous statistically as launching or entering. And we've lost yeah. people. You know, Challenger launching yeah, and yeah. Columbia yeah. entering. Yeah. Fortunately, I, got, I need some wood to knock on here, but um, fortunately, we haven't had any problems spacewalking, but but statistically, it's just as much risk. So what about the space? So this episode is about how much space junk is up there yeah. and how much is predicted that will be up there. In this world, it's take it with you, man. What is the, the Boy Scout logo? It's a take away a picture, leave only footprints. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, but we've been cluttering up. We, we've been messing that up for a while. We've been leaving all kinds of junk up there. And in, in certain orbits, especially low Earth orbits, where the space station is, where the space shuttle used to fly, and where we send the Dragon spacecraft, that's where, that's where most of our junk is, because that's where we've spent most right. of our time. There's also a bunch of junk up at the geostationary level, oh, good, which is good, much higher. Good. Filling that too. Good. That's and the, is that where the space station orbits, or is the station higher? The space higher station is lower. That? It's lower. It's than lower. That. Yeah. Space but the space station. So it's, it's between sort of the two most dangerous zones. Is that what you're saying? It, it, it's actually right in the middle of one of the most dangerous zones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good. But plan. it's about 200, yeah. 227 miles up. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Oh, oh very good, Peter. Oh, Between fantastic. 280 and 460. But I heard, I've read that the space stations had to do maneuvers because yes. of because of Russian junk and other junk clouds that have gone by. So why not the spacewalk? Back to the spacewalk. Are you looking for that stuff? Or it well, it's the same thing as like, like you guys saw the movie Gravity. I was, like, re- was going to reference yeah. <laughs> because if I had seen it, let me tell you, the thus endeth my spacewalk. Career. <laughs> yeah, no, we we got like a recruiting took a dip after that movie yeah. came out. In that movie, they can like see it coming, like. Oh look there! Here it comes, yeah. and, and that's ridiculous. That's that's bullshit. Because um, the thing seventeen thousand five hundred. You're holding second family sugar. Oh oh oh! oh <laughs> you're no longer in space. You're on ground. You're on really? ground. Yeah, it's, oh. it's Peter. You can say it. We'll bleep can it we out. Bleep that? And I'm just saying. That? Just saying. Don't freaking curse. Okay, yeah. Gary. <laughs> just because you were in space three times. No, so uh, you cannot see it coming when you're. Uh, no, I mean, no. The so, particles are that small. So seventeen thousand five hundred. That, that's our orbital velocity. That is about 10 times faster than a rifle bullet. And you can't see a rifle bullet coming at you, right? It's invisible. Ooh, so sure. it's going to be the same way with the Gee, space junk. Yeah. But wait, wait, what it, does that, are there pieces of things up there? Like I'm, I was not kidding. I mean, you know, uh, Musk did put a Tesla up there. Mm-hmm. Are there pieces that are that big or, or, or yeah. similar. That, and you would see that, wouldn't you? You could potentially, but even that's coming, coming fast. Coming coming fast but, but so you won't necessarily see it with your naked eye, but we can see it using sensors. Right. So we have a lot of the, the department of defense looks up there for everything. Right. And they could track anything down to like a couple centimeters. So anything that's bigger than like a golf ball, 
they could track that, and they, they and that's what we move the space station periodically to get out of the way. Gee. Smaller stuff, though, is what you really worry about because that's hard to see. And and for that, we just rely on shielding. So the space station is covered with shields. They're called Whipple shields because they're kind of like sandwiches. They got like a standoff piece of metal and then a, a, a shield lower down. Uh-huh. And the, the stuff is coming so fast that you're not going to stop oh, it with, with a thin piece of metal. But you'll break it up into lots of little tiny pieces. And then it kind of hits like rain on the hull if you, if, you put the, wow. if you do that. So that's what we use on the space station. But you can't like put that on your spacesuit. So when so, you go out there and doing the spacewalk, you're just playing the odds, basically. So what's the what's the plan? Let's stay on space junk for a little bit, then we can do your experience on the space station as an astronaut. What is the plan? Since we know it's incrementally increasing, and I was right with space junk creates other space junk, right? Because as you said, if you mm-hmm. get an impact and it breaks in, and the shield breaks it into more pieces, that's just more junk, right? Yeah, it so doesn't it, stop the speed of that. That just bounces off and keeps going. Exactly, it keeps moving, and and um, so so the worst generators of this junk are when things either explode so we have pressurized like old upper stages of rockets and things that get hot and then they burst apart right. and create lots of little pieces what's even worse than that is when two satellites hit each other and that's happened it's rare it's a big sky but sometimes they actually can hit each other and if they collide then boom that's even worse and then the worst still the the very worst producer of this junk are anti-satellite weapon tests so we've done it a long time ago. The Russians have done it recently. The Chinese have done it fairly recently. So when they do that and they shoot a missile at one of these satellites, then it creates thousands of pieces. And depending on the orbit, it could, be, it could really persist and stay up there. The higher it is, the longer it's going to last. Because there's nothing, it, you know, what goes up comes down if there's air. But if it's in orbit, it will stay there for a long time this before slowly good, Garrett. This is down. bad. So what, oh, wait, yeah, wait, bad. one second. But so it... You've said we've done it, China's done it, Russia's done it. Is there any sort of standing or prevailing treaty that says let's not do that for our mutual interest anymore? Or is that still it, it's people kind of, doing it? it it's, um, every time somebody does it, there's a lot of finger wagging. There's no treaty that says, like, you violated a law or a resolution or something But there like were we, There should be. There yeah. were international laws that said you're supposed to, within five years, clean it up. And I don't think anybody's racing to do that. And I'm envisioning, with the technology we have, making like a gigantic blue hinged uh, receptacle and a green one and a black one. You shoot them up, you open the hinge, and then every Tuesday you have somebody yeah. come up and pick them up. The, they hard, have- the, hard, the hard part is, is, you know, sorting it. So you got to figure so, out, like, exactly. is, this, is this compost or is this, you know, right. is this, oh, is there a, you got to look for the number one. Space waste. So do they have, a, have you heard a plan? You're, you're, you were NASA, you would know. Is there a plan? The best thing we could do is, is not make any more of this stuff. So what we do now that's different is... We used to have these upper stages that would deliver, say, a capsule or a satellite up to, up to orbit. And, and then we would just leave it up there. And it would be in orbit itself until it, it eventually it might break apart. So what we do now is we keep a little tiny bit of gas in the tank. And we burn the engine one more time so it comes down in one big piece. So we don't make any more junk. So that's one thing we could do to not make it worse. So you... you, you, you... You fire that engine to make it come down. Why wouldn't you fire the engine to send it out? Well, you know that takes a lot more gas. So uh, it would, it would. You, you only have, you use up almost all your gas. You keep a little bit of extra just in case. Uh-huh. But when you get up to orbit, you have just a little bit left and not enough to leave Earth at that point. You'd have to have a lot more to like go to the moon or to Mars or whatever. Right. So you only have a little bit left, but it's enough to slow you down so that Earth pulls you back and you'd sure. burn up in the atmosphere. This sounds like how my mother used to keep gas in her car. Just <laughs> enough. Just <laughs> enough to be annoying. Yeah, these guys don't fill it up all the I way. I can't get where I'm going, but she's got just enough to make it up the driveway. And so before it. we leave space junk, I've made an observation, and maybe you can help me with this. Yeah. The space-to-Earth economy is huge, and space-to-Earth meaning you guys do testing all the time to benefit us here on Earth. All of a sudden, the paradigm has shifted to space-to-space economy, where they're spending more and more. There's privatization, there's SpaceX, there's uh, Amazon thing. They're spending a lot more in space. Is it because these wealthy guys know they ain't going to be able to get out in a while, so we're racing to get that moon colony and to get to Mars because they know something we don't know, that we're going to be landlocked? No, so I, I used to work for Elon Musk, right? And I can tell you that's never been a topic of conversation. I've got to hurry up before... Yeah, you know, like if you remember Wally when like they, yes, yeah. the, yeah. they it's so littered they could barely get it. It, it's, it doesn't really work that way. Um, you can avoid this stuff, and if you're just passing through, 
the odds of hitting something are very, very, but very now, small. In ten years, even are, even in ten, even if it gets worse, if you're just passing through, the danger is when you hang out up there. So right now, it's a big concern for the space station, which is there all the time. And so the biggest risk over like any six month period that you're going to send a, a crew up there is getting hit by one of these things. It's actually the most the biggest thing we worry about now. Right. Wow. But if you're just passing through on your way to the moon, you're kind of okay. Yeah. So let's switch to the space station because mm-hmm. knowing you were coming in this blew me away. I, I thought about it because I hear about it and you guys wave and you sing songs and the pizza's delivered and all that stuff. But <laughs> I, I didn't realize. Pizza. I didn't, <laughs> we, they got pizza now? <laughs> they didn't share with you? These astronauts these days. Are by so the way, spoiled, Domino's man. in 30 minutes or it's free. You know, so, I, yeah. honestly, I made a whole bunch of calls. Yeah. Because you have a phone up there. Oh, sh- and I, call, I seriously did that. I called a couple of places that guarantee 30 minutes or less. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And I, I, technically, I, I'm owed a lot of Let's pizza. address that. The interesting <laughs> yeah. thing about the space station, you can make calls to your family. It clears a bell and send emails, mm-hmm. right? No problem, because you're right near the satellites. What I didn't realize, though, is that the thing is as long as a football field. Yeah. They say it's the size of a six-bedroom house. But when you think about that, for everybody listening, because there's no volume you can't use. The ceiling is the floor. The floor is the ceiling. That's a good it's point. like twenty times the size of a six bedroom. Right, house. because in my house with the ten foot cathedral ceilings, but I can't do anything on no, that I mean, ceiling. Look, it's wasted space. Look at all the space in this room that right? we're wasting right now. Right? So when you're up there, yeah. okay, okay. The bigger issue for me that was really fascinating is the weightlifting. I read a lot about astronauts describing it, and one astronaut said, "It's almost like you're just a conscience floating because you don't feel anything." You don't feel your clothing. You don't feel the blanket at night. So it really kind of messes your head up a little bit as far as realigning where your body is at any given time. Yeah, you know, if you, but if you go too fast and you knock your head into the hatch, it still hurts. <laughs> so got it, got so it. I don't, I'm not sure about that. But before we leave the space junk, there's one more thing I wanted to tell you, which is on my very first spacewalk, I went out there with this guy, Rick Linehan. And we had this, we out there for seven and a half hours. We did all of our work and we come back inside. And one of the things we had to do is we had to bring inside this handle. We call it a D handle. It's just a big hunk of metal, like a steering wheel that you could take off and put on. And so if you're going to move something, you could put it on there. Now you have a handle to grab this thing by, sure. right? And we needed it for a subsequent spacewalk for like a, a couple of days later. So we had to bring it inside so that the next crew could go use it. So we carried this thing inside. It's made out of like half inch thick solid aluminum. He's looking at it in his hands, and he sees that there's a hole shot straight through, all the way through that aluminum. It's about like a millimeter. It looks like somebody took a cocktail straw and just, like Superman, and just like punched it through the aluminum and made a clear hole straight through. And he looked down at that, and he looked back up into me, and he said, you know, man, if that hit one of us. And he didn't have to complete that sentence, right? Because it's not that you worry about, like, uh, losing pressure in your suit if you get hit by one of those things and the air leaking out, you're in 100% oxygen. So the moment something with that kind of energy punctures your suit, you flame up immediately. And it's, you it's flame not, up. Flame up is the phrase. Yeah, it's not a good day. It's not, a really not like day. in a Fantastic Four kind of way, but in a sort of painful flame. Okay, I also heard that yeah. if, your suit rips, if your suit rips, which happened in a test, I read, huh? that if your lungs collapse, you don't explode. But also that the moisture in your tongue, your eyes, your nose starts to boil off. Is that correct? Yeah, it's called ebulism. So, so what happens is if you're exposed to hard vacuum, uh, unless you're Princess Leia, and then apparently you can get away with this. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not, then, um, then what happens is all the liquids in your, in your tissues begin to change phase. It's like they're boiling. It, it goes from liquid to gas. And it's kind of like Schwarzenegger on Total Recall with like the, right, the, right, with the, right, with right. the bulging eyes and all that. It's, that's kind of what would happen. You would have this grotesque bulging and, and um, uh, edema and all the swelling. And it uh, would be... that's, that's me after a Thanksgiving meal. That's no big deal. <laughs> and by the way, I should mention, because we talked about this before you went on, the uh-huh. bonus of going up to the space station is all the, all the fluid in your body goes up, correct? Yeah. Um, you also can't go to the bathroom, become constipated, but you're two inches well, taller. Yes. So, which, which is the whole reason I signed up for this job, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm, now gonna, I'm now signing up at the I'm end of this because if, but I'm as, too- as, as you guys have probably noticed, I, I'm uh, a little vertically challenged. And when, when Rick was looking at that hole and said, oh, if this hit one of us, I pointed out that statistically, it was much more likely to hit him. Sure. Because he's six foot four. Yes. Right? 
So, and besides, I was like behind you most of the way. So I think I was pretty safe out there. You, uh, that's, why oh, I, yeah. that's why I've teamed up with Peter, in case, in case we ever go <laughs> And I should mention, for people that are listening and want, not watching this on YouTube, Garrett's about four foot, what, four foot five? Oh, come on. Okay, you're five foot, how tall are you? You're my height. I'm it's five foot. personal. Yeah, we're about the same. Yeah. So you're yeah, so five yeah. four. Okay. But wait, I want to go back to the spacewalk. So seven hours, this is the first place my mind went. A. I know where you're going. What happens yeah. if you need to go? And B. You, it's not like you can pop down an energy bar. I mean, you know, do you get hungry? Do you, do, what can I guess on the go? Can go I guess on the go? Sure. Diaper? You just go. Yeah. There you go. You just go. Yeah. I went like four uh, times before they even opened the hatch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Garrett, Garrett went twice doing this interview. I, wet my, I was going to say, I wet myself just He's thinking that he was going. He's good with this. That's how they live. That's, yeah. how, that's, that's right. how you live wow. up there. And, and the hung, you just kind of, you, you carb up before you, you, you go. Yeah, you carb up before you go. And we used to have like a little kind of like a fruit roll-up in the helmet that you can nibble on. But that got messy, and it just yeah. it wasn't, didn't really help very much, so we got rid of that. Water? You, water. You have, yeah. a, you, have a little, you have a little camel pack, kind uh -huh. of like a bite valve. Yeah. And so you bite on that, and you, you can suck the water in and, and drink. Wow. And the water's coming from, it, uh, the, in the space station, it's coming from the air. You're sucking water out of the air, yes? Oh, there's that, there's that whole thing. But uh, uh, let me get to okay, that. Okay, okay, all right. But the, in the suit, it's just in a, in a bag. Like, just like, uh -huh. there's in like a, a camel bag backpack sure. so it's like it's up by your chest and there's a straw and you bite on the valve so i'm out there in the middle of my very first spacewalk and everything's going fine but then i see this blue thing floating inside my helmet like coming like across my helmet like this and i realize oh that's that's the bite valve it fell off the straw you know <laughs> i'm like crap I'm, I'm gonna be the first person to drown oh no in space oh no Right? That's real. Yeah, yeah. I got really worried about this. So I put my mouth like on a straw and I'm starting to drink like as fast as I can. But then I, I soon realized that there's enough surface tension, like uh, capillary action oh, in the God. straw, that it wasn't coming out. I was oh, fine. Does your mother just call you every day and go, enough already? What are you trying to prove? Enough. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, my mom, my mom lives down in Boca. Sure. Uh, not in Del Boca Vista, but nearby. And, yeah. And she's, <laughs> and she walks around hanging her head, her head in shame that her son didn't become a doctor or a lawyer. So she's like this own. You got a doctorate? Don't you have a doctorate? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not the kind of doctor that can help you. I just you she know. doesn't go around like Jason's mother did in all of Florida and go <laughs> ask him out. What's so? What is your just baits everybody? So what does your son do? Just so she can say, no, my son's on Seinfeld. It was even better than that. She she had a pin with my face as George, like a little like an election no pin on her bag, and people would go, "Why do you have that pin? Why do I have that pin? <laughs> I'll tell you why." And so she was off to the races. Yeah, no, so your mother didn't sit at the pool, a satellite pool eight, and say to everybody, you know where my son is right now. Look, look up, look <laughs> up. <laughs> there was, yeah, there were a few moments like that. <laughs> Not even mention it, but. Uh, so I, I'm going to go to to a thing, because this is my area. Mm -hmm. This is where I get fascinated. UFOs, anything? You ever, <laughs> do you ever see a thing that you go, not that you go, oh, that's an alien ship, but yeah. do you see anything and go, I don't know what that is, and that could make me think. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was looking, but uh, I didn't see anything. Nothing. That, no, 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 not really. There, there are the guys that thought that maybe something, but, and, and, and look, I believe, and I'm looking now at some of the stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Right. And there are things that we don't understand. And now, now we're starting to think, oh, maybe that's, you know, some China sending balloons or stuff. So I do think that there's things that we can't explain, but I don't jump to the conclusion that that means they're alien visitors out there. I do think that there, I do think that there is almost definitely life somewhere else in this universe. Right. I think we'll find it in our lifetimes on Mars, which would be incredible because we keep getting tantalizingly close. We keep finding that there's liquid water and the building blocks of life. And we keep getting more circumstantial evidence. And I think someday before too long, we'll find that little Martian microbe or something. Yeah. And then we're two for two if we find that. And then, and, and with the billions of other galaxies out there the fact that it could only be these two that sure. would be incredible and you're but we're making it somebody... hard for the aliens because if we can't get out through the junk they can't get in yeah but you know what it's right? advanced if they're advanced. Maybe it's defense, they're looking maybe down it's going why do we want to go there it's like a bad vacation destination you go sure. let's not go to club medic i didn't like that there so my fascination and uh -huh. we'll get to the interpersonal stuff because you're in a, in a tight space living in a bizarre really bizarre way you're velcroing yourself in a bag at night to sleep but my fascination is with the Russian, the Russian partnership. Mm. Two reasons. Number one, the astronaut who is up there, and I think he's now the guy responsible for NASA and Russian communication, 
was the guy who was up there when the Soviet Union fell. Mm-hmm. And he had to stay up there like an extra hundred and something days because there was such chaos on the ground with Russia yeah. not being the Soviet Union anymore. He's going, what? Ha- what ha- wait, what happened down on the ground? So yeah, He, he oh, went my- up as a Soviet citizen, Sergei Krikalev, and, and he came home without a valid passport. Which is stunning. Okay, but how do you guys, <laughs> yeah. do you know Russian? Do you have to know some Russian before you go? Vot et da. So you have to. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It means yes. Wow. That's a long way around. But is is the food court? Oh, oh, definitely, yes. Where you eat still in the Russian side of it? Do you still sit and have all the meals with the the Russian? By the way, my kids love it when I scream at them in Russian because Russian's a great language for being. Let me hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And that means I love you. <laughs> it's a rough language. It's a little, I thought it was sexual. A little hard around up, the exit. It's a pickup yeah, line in the bar for Russia. Yeah. So, yeah. so what is the relationship like? I know that the Soyuz thing is leaking. Their side was leaking, and they refused mm-hmm. to have Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX come up and pick him up. Where does that stand? Well, so, yeah, so that might be this. That's probably the space junk again, rearing its ugly head. Right. So... The they did we the, the weird thing though is that we've had two nearly identical Russian spacecraft leak out all of their get get punctured and leak out all of their coolant system kind of in the same spot kind of the same way Uh-oh. and also in a direction that is less likely so it does since you know the first one we were like oh yeah that it got hit by some of the space junk is natural there's little pieces like little tiny meteors that right. come from comets right, right, and right. stuff that that we didn't put up there. And some of that stuff is moving really, really fast and can hit you from behind, right? You get rear-ended by this stuff, right? But the uh, but most of the stuff that we put up there is going to hit you from the front or maybe from the sides. We don't sneak up. We don't. No, <laughs> our, our junk is slow. Our junk is slow. So never uh, used that phrase before. So so it's kind of a believable explanation. But then the second one happens, right? And so now we're scratching our head a little bit. Like, really? Did did they hit? the same wow. way, the same direction within a month of each other. It just seems kind of improbable. It could be. The other thing, Garrett, that was fascinating to me, because it's so far up, I didn't realize if there's a rocket ready to go, like to, to bring people down, it's a four-hour four ride. It's like taking the 405 in, in L.A. That's going not that far. Yeah. But a four-hour ride gets them, gets them up to the space station, space station and dock. Yes. You can. If the place it is in the orbit or you could control the orbit, you can actually get up there that quickly. Yeah, you could. It took us about two days in the shuttle to get there, but we we did it slowly on purpose for other reasons. Can I? The, the tra- but also, let me just tell you: depending on what your emergency, you make it to oh, four hours. Help us here. Depending on the emergency, I get it. I the get four it. hours. I you know I once had a splinter. I waited for somebody for three <laughs> minutes. It was agonizing. For God's sake, I just you know I was fascinated. A kidney that- stone. If I'm passing a kidney stone, I got to wait four hours. <laughs> That's the other thing, by the way. You're reducing count. There's a good chance you're going to get a kidney stone up there too, right? That's you're, true. You're losing yeah. count. It's all the great stuff, but the the training. I read that Mark Kelly, because I'm claustrophobic. Mark Kelly said he got into a fetal position, into a rubber ball with a heavy zipper. Yeah, they zip you in, put you in a closet, and you don't know when or if they're coming back. That's correct. To test you, I would the zip up. I'm not even in. I'm not getting in. Did you have to do that? Yeah. So for Mark, Mark is also about our height. So it was actually kind of for us. It wasn't that bad. For the tall guys, that's that's a it's the same size ball. So that's what they do for screening when you're applying to become an astronaut before you get selected, just to make sure you're not claustrophobic. And they put me in there and they zip me up. It was like the most relaxing part of the whole oh week. Oh my god! I, I, oh I, my I god. fell asleep in there and they kept waking me up. I'm hyper hyperventilating now. Hyperventilating. Really? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, oh, I think no. I could do that. I couldn't. I don't know if I. I really don't know if I could do the. Let's see how many G's you can withstand. Yeah. Machine. That seems. They actually, don't, they actually don't do that to, to check you out. Um, we actually ended up doing that centrifuge thing in Russia as part of my Russian training because uh-huh. they'll haze you to death over there. But, uh, and <laughs> I was going to say, it's always the Russian guy yeah. running that machine at the amusement park. Right? You'll go again. You'll go again. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what? You know what? So, this is true. I'm sitting in that centrifuge over there, and it's this huge Russian ma- It's in a giant building, and I'm spinning around. The Gs are picking up, and then you know, all this is yeah. happening. And and I'm thinking I'm thinking about that scene in Moonraker with the with the evil nemesis is right. like is cranking the dial into the red yeah. and and I'm sitting there like oh my god what if my evil nemesis is gonna do that to me I'm I'm strapped in here there's nothing I could do then I remembered I, I don't have an evil nemesis so. <laughs> you think you thought <laughs> I, boy it's fascinating what you have to go through to get up there yeah and then for me the interpersonal relationship part of it yeah it's tough up there you're floating around you're zipped in everything's unnatural. 
that's got to chip away at who you are. And then you're in close quarters with what, four or five other people? Mm -hmm. Yes. When I was up there, we only had a crew of three. But how is that? If you're, people flip out, people have behavioral problems, stuff happens. How do you talk through that? Are there shrinks in the line? All day long. If Do you, you need, go to bed them? angry? Is that allowed? <laughs> Wait, listen, know, Wait, listen, angry. Wait, listen, listen, angry. <laughs> yeah, how do you deal with the interpersonal stuff? Because that's got to be how many a, a times big they issue. tell you to put the seat down. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens. So. We do do a lot of preparation, and we do have psychologists that help us with that. And we do study what we call expeditionary behavior to prepare for long-duration missions, where we study things like teamwork and self-care and self-management. And we do some of that with the National Outdoor Leadership School. So we go out into the wilderness, and we go for like a week or two with just the stuff you have in your back, and you have to work together as a team. And we practice these, and we have debriefs about these kind of interpersonal issues. We studied the Arctic explorers like Shackleton and Cook, and we looked at what they did right and what they did wrong. Certain people eat other people too, you know, that happened. Yeah, which, you know, up there, I understand the food's not very good up there. By the way, that's another thing. Right? It's not very good. Do you know they can't Is it all freeze dried? Yeah. Yeah. You you don't go for the food. Well, nothing nothing for crumbs. I I didn't realize. You can't have bread. You can't have anything that makes crumbs becomes a thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't fall down onto your napkin. It goes all over. So it's peanut butter. It's. Yeah, it's like oatmeal for breakfast. It's like... Uh, oh, but oatmeal, oh, it's already mixed? You, well, it's, it's dried up, it's contained, and then you squirt hot water into it, and then you shake it up, and then you, like then it's all sticky. Wow. I would go, I'm out with a suction toilet, and I know everybody was like, how do you go in space? It's yeah. a suction toilet, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of attach yourself so there's no air, and then you do it, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's in lieu of gravity, use a little bit of air suction to make things go in the correct direction that you yeah. want it to go and be contained. It doesn't always work. Gravity is better. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have that on. <laughs> that's the bumper sticker on my car. I have a pillow, that's that's have a pillow that says that. I can't, uh, you know, that, I'm out just with that. I'm just out just with that because yeah. I'm so shy. Well, here's, here's what, with the, honestly, the things that I, I don't think, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could go into space. I don't think I have the kind of, guts and fortitude for that but there are little things that that freak me out like if i'm weightless i've i've looked you know i've been to the smithsonian i've looked at the inside of of the capsules and things like that and i go a lot of buttons a lot of levers i'm always going to be afraid am i floating into a lever and it's like oh no not the red button you know (laughs) well you like the new ship when the one i worked on at spacex it's just a touchscreen. We got rid of a lot of those buttons. Oh, my God. And now these ships are much more automated, so you don't have that much manual control. So you go into the cockpit of the shuttle, yeah, there are thousands of things, and there's some that are very bad if you accidentally... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but in the Dragon, there's only a couple of those things, and they're actually covered with a, a guard, uh-huh. like a cover to open that first. So sure. You'll probably be okay. So my, the, my luck, the cover that get left up is not the toilet, it's the cover. For the you can't leave the toilet cover up if things are floating. <laughs> The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the shoot up, shooting up in G-Force, we just had William Shatner. And I said to Bill, so did they give you any kind of contingency plan if they shoot you off, and not you, Bill, but somebody has a heart attack, Benson, he said, well, they tell me that the G-Force going up would invigorate me, and the G-Force coming down would invigorate me, so it wouldn't be a problem. I said, did you believe that? He said, absolutely not. Is that, a, is, that a tr- is that a truth? Did they give you contingency? You're, you're about three, two, one, blast off. I think I'm having a heart attack. What happens? Wow. Well, so we do prepare for all kinds of medical emergencies, so if you have... Um so first of all, for, for Shatner, he, his, his whole thing was like 15 minutes long. So if he's having, going into cardiac arrest, they'll put the paddles on him in 15 minutes when he's back on the ground. Oh, sure. So that's yeah, that's, that's him really, really, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, way he's floating, and yeah. everybody's looking at Bill. My heart has stopped. It's only at, fifteen. What minutes. are you seeing now? I'm seeing the overview effect, and Shatner's dead and floating in the camps. Is that good for SpaceX? Is that a real I good? Love the, see, this there. is why he's an astronaut. The nonchalance is his heart stopped. Yeah, fifteen minutes, he'll be back. Yeah, but they're put, he's pushing Bill's body Nothing's out of the way. Problem. He's yeah. floating. Bill, you're blocking my view of the Earth. I'm going to have the overview effect. Move out of the way. Oh my God! Just do this a little bit for fifteen minutes. My whole trip. I got to compress Bill Shatner. Hell with him. Let him you <laughs> and know. by the way, would you have said to Bill, Bill, you're 92, I, would, I wouldn't do this. Would you have advised him against no, it? it's okay. Because that, that particular space flight, first of all, that vehicle is completely automated. So the good thing is it's going to do its – nobody inside well, has I to do I assume that they're not going, Bill, maneuver eight. <laughs> yeah, right. right. A little to the left, Bill. A little to the left. <laughs> Initiate the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, uh, now I love you. So now just, I love you're you. You're in an Uber. You're in a giant yeah. blue origin Uber. Okay, so it's going. <laughs> so you're in a blue – yeah, you're in the backseat of an Uber, and it's going, and you're going to come back down, and they have doctors waiting right there. So if it's you – know, they'll, they'll take care of you pretty quickly. But if you're going up to the space station, as you pointed out, it could be about 24 hours before you come home if you have an emergency. So if you have like appendicitis and you need to get to a hospital, you, you're you're looking at about a day to, to end oh before you're oh in a boy. hospital. Your thing ruptures, it's done. So we had to prepare for like anything that could happen. And so, and you don't always have, sometimes there are some astronauts that are physicians. On my first flight, the closest thing we had was we had a, that guy, Rick, I talked about, he, yeah. was, a, he was a veterinarian. So he yeah, actually sure. gave us... An, <laughs> That's an, valuable. <laughs> so he could, number one, clear your throat to stop you from barking or peeing, right. peeing on yeah. the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And, if, and by the Great. way, if I need to be neutered during the flight, <laughs> he that he's got So it. do me a favor. If I gave you a toy, a puppet, or point to my body, which areas are you capable of working on as far as surgery? Like, what can you do? Well, I, pra- I, I did practice. So, mm. so if, you, if you don't have a doctor, then, yeah. then, then it's somebody... Reisman, Reisman. He's coming in. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just, it might be oh, me. Your, or your mother got the doctor after all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom, look up. Good news. I finally made it, mom. He's dead, but I did a surgery. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You were prepared to do yeah. surgery. You really were prepared to do surgery. Not, surgery is really hard in zero G because the fluids are all going to come out. Oh, my God. Right? So, sure. oh, so you got to be written to, it's going to be really tricky. So, but we could do things like I was trained to put in a chest tube. Uh, tracheotomy, mm. uh, this kind. Of, the, the thing that scared me the most actually was the dental. Uh, like just sticking somebody with the needle for Novocaine was was what creeped me out more than anything. I think. But they t- did uh, on burn wound care and basic intubation. We were trained to do that. Jesus. All I know is we talk to competitive eaters. There's a Heimlich guy standing by. Always. They're going up into space. They got nobody. Shouldn't they always yeah. shoot one of the four? You should be like a surgeon. Maybe. Wouldn't that be an idea? Possibly, eh, you know. I think we're. we're eh, I was ready. Eh, eh, you know why I said that? Eh? Because nothing happened. Here. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy who puts on a suit and walks out with his things that could kill him at any second at seventeen thousand miles an hour. So, you think he's going to get nervous about it happening back to me? I'm nah. curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. At the end of the year, when you're looking at your bills and stuff, and it's time to re up your insurance. Yeah. When they ask, are you doing anything? A little out of the ordinary, or like uh, you ride a motorcycle? Yeah. You, you bungee jump. You go, no, I'm you shot know, in a rocket into space. And I'm, what do they charge you? What do they charge yeah. you for insurance? The insurance doesn't cover it. So, and that's, that's a, so first of all, everything risky I've ever done in my life, I've justified by saying at least I've never ridden a motorcycle. That's like oh, my one okay, good I get a space shuttle, right. flying airplanes, sure. all these things I do. But that's my one kind of. Uh, You're not a crazy person. I'm not crazy. Yeah, right. The other thing is, I remember you, you try not to get your hopes up, but when you're going through the interview process, 
at the end stages, the FBI comes and knocks on your neighbor's door and does a background check on you. And that's the one time you want the FBI knocking on your neighbor's door because it means that you're, you have about a 50-50 shot of making it at that point. Sure. So that's, a, that's good news. So, and remember, once you get there, it's hard not to get your hopes up. What right? are they asking your neighbor? Uh, you know, does he like have a drug problem? Uh, does How's he... your neighbor know? My neighbor doesn't know what I'm doing. My goes, <laughs> goes through the trash. My neighbor, the the neighbor goes through the trash. We don't have a neighbor, drug problem. Your neighbor knows what you're they doing. They don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you tell the neighbor that I they're was, coming? I, I was living in Manhattan Beach, and you know, those houses are very close. Very close. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so yeah. they can hear if you're doing drugs? <laughs> I think he's snorting something last night, I think. I, think. I had an allergy. Gee, my God. <laughs> right. All right, so you hope the neighbor... So, so I'm getting my hopes up. And, and one of the things they told us in the briefing was that actually your insurance won't cover you if you have a mishap in space and get You're killed. on your own. So your life insurance won't wow. cover that. So Dude. I'm sitting there at home, and you get jumpy whenever the phone – this was back in the day we actually right. had, like, home phones. Right. And whenever my phone would ring, i get jumpy because it could be NASA calling to tell me yay or nay. And so the phone – I pick it up, and it's a solicitor, right, trying to sell me insurance. So he starts going through his pitch – and I, I stop him and say, excuse me, I just have a question. Um, does your policy, does it cover flying in space? And the guy's like, huh? And I said, you know, like, like on the space shuttle. And I hear, click. I got him to hang up on me. There you go. Everybody, That's, this is a public service. Yeah, I'm going to say right now. You just found go, it. We found that we found You know what I do? I do something similar. I always say, I can't talk now. I'm burying my father in the yard, and I'm eating aluminum. And they, hang, and they I used that line for years. They hang up, and they That's take you good. off to do not call. Eating aluminum, and I'm burying my father. Well, you Can could you call just go later? with the, you know, I'm busy right now, but how about you give me your number? And I'll <laughs> no, call you you're back. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Now we're doing avoidance <laughs> calls. Right, I want to get back to, because we started with space junk, and yes. I, I know time is short. So in your opinion, is, is this what we've heard is, and you've sort of said, no, I don't think so, is that the problem could compound to the point we read one report where it was speculated we wouldn't be able to push something through the junk zone come 10 years, 20 years, 25 years. But do you, do you believe that and whether or not you do? Is there any kind of solution? Have you heard of anything being talked about to literally get some of that stuff there, out of there? People have tried things like shooting lasers at it to laze off and vaporize a piece. So to your knowledge, people are working on it or, or there is a so viable? There, there have been some experiments done where we can see like, hey, maybe we could shoot it and then, and it could be propulsive. If you if you vaporize a, a section of it, it could actually push it. Right. And then push it in a direction that would slow it down and ha cause it to come back to Earth. So, But that's hard. Uh, it's really hard to do that and it takes a lot of energy. There, there are other people look actually sending up collectors to actually mechanically get this stuff. Right. And for some of the bigger pieces, that might work. But it's a very, it's really a difficult problem to clean it up. I, I really do think that the, the best thing we could possibly do is just not make it any worse. So, so you wouldn't advocate, and this is something I've actually asked, and I know it's probably cost prohibitive, but I, I'm trying to think. You would not be an advocate of sending earth junk up into space. Because I always say, what you know, radioactive waste. Why don't yeah. we just shoot it into the cosmos? Why don't we get our? Why don't we get our? Why well, I'm the, glad the, you're not the, in control. The, the 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 most corrosive elements of our no, Earth garbage no. out of here that way. Not not a fan I, of that. I idea. do think that it's something to consider for for radioactive waste that uh -huh. you really don't want hanging around down here. The problem is you got to be really really confident it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you know, it's, I'm I'm confident enough that I'm willing to get on one of these rockets, but not live under it. <laughs> but you know, put in the radioactive waste that uh, on there. I do think that if we get to the point where access to space maybe through maybe not through liquid propulsion, maybe through there's this new thing that they're trying with basically a giant catapult that slings around at incredibly high RPM and then shoot something, release something. We're in old school, I love it. Yeah. If you could be sh assured that when you let it go, it's going, and you could use a, a or even a rail gun or something like that, this isn't going to work for humans because the, the Gs are way too high. Yeah. But, but for something like that, if it was proven to be ridiculously reliable, then I, I think you could consider that. I think they should work on mm -hmm. robots for spacewalks first, my, my part. But, and tell us, be totally honest with us here, if this makes you uncomfortable at all. Podcasts are great. It's a nice little, nice little business here. Mm -hmm. Using your name, however, to start a business where we clean up space junk, we could raise a ton, Jason. <laughs> a ton of money. Really? Put, put his name first? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Are you good with that? Uh, we could talk. We could talk. Look, see? Yeah. See? I, I, the podcasting thing is, uh, is maybe a little, a little better. I, 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 so I it's have... a little better, really? I go to parties, and here's what I get. So what are you and Jason doing? 
uh-huh. podcast. And you know what the answer is? What? My grandson does a podcast. Yeah, yeah, My grandson's doing a podcast. You know I'm thinking? We, we, should... we wouldn't even have to change the initials for the show. It'd be really oh, wait, no wait, Hold on, hold on. Really I, no just realized, I just realized something. <laughs> Reisman Reisman does a podcast, I bet. You do a podcast? Oh, I do. Uh, of course. Bingo. Yeah, what a surprise. God's sake. You know, nine out of 10 adults. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, we got in at the right time. And what's, yours about? what's yours <laughs> about? I live in Los Angeles. Well, I, sure. I, I, they, they came and knocked on my door just said I had to. All right, go ahead. What's, what's yours your podcast? about? All of this stuff, which there we just covered. Go. Oh, my God. So my, my go podcast. Are you on the iHeart app, this, the Apple app, or wherever they get their podcasts? Yes. Yeah. Because we are. Of course, he is. He's an astronaut. We're on Apple, Google. We're also on YouTube. Quick loading. On YouTube. Yeah. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Because yeah. not, not for me, but the, the guy I do it with is, is good looking. Oh, so, well, there you, you know, go. So, no, no, what's your podcast? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're a guy who can pull off the, the shaved head thing. I'm a lawn dart. If I shave my head, it's, it's a, a tragedy. <laughs> you're a handsome man. Oh, don't, don't, you. don't, don't, whether you're in gravity or not. But so what's your podcast about? <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, the, the, it's called Two Funny Astronauts. So it's it's myself and this Who's doing in com- it? <laughs> He's doing comedy. The man's doing comedy. Can't even leave art turf alone. Right, yeah. We're not treading on yours. Why yeah. are you treading on ours? No, but here's the thing. It's I don't not- go in your rocket and take a dump, do I? Yeah, no. It's a two funny astronauts. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. We're not saying that we're like like you guys. We're not saying we're funny people. Sure. Okay. Are you in that two hilarious many, account? Many, how- Wait, are you in the two hilarious accountants network? Is that, is that where you are? <laughs> Those guys piss me off. <laughs> so you talk about space. We talk about space. We tell stories, uh, funny things that happen to us in space. As, as myself and Mike Massimino is my co-host. You might know him from the Big Bang Theory. He had a, a recurring role on that for sure, a while. Sure, sure. And uh, so the two of us did this podcast where we, where we tell, you know. <laughs> so it, it, we don't, you know, we're saying we're funny. For How many astronauts have you met? I've met about six. Okay. Buzz Aldrin, I used to stand behind at the deli every week, and he was angry, always angry. He's, he, was he trying to send back soup? Angry man. <laughs> he was an angry man. And I have a fan. He doesn't know you, but I have a fan. Can you see that's three uh, references he made to me? I'm slipping them in there. Stuff, right? I, I'm guessing you're going to be, before he leaves, you're scheduled on his podcast. <laughs> Just make sure you promote our podcast. Let me ask you a question. You and Mike, yeah. you, you split it 50-50 because... <laughs> That doesn't seem right. One of you has a higher profile than the other, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. We, we should uh, we, we should probably negotiate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you did and I, you and you, I will. Wait, we we'll talk to the two new, the two funny lawyer show. We'll you got a together. good trademark attorney? You could you could drop a name <laughs> before you leave. Are you before you go? You're going to yeah. go up on another mission? Would you ever go up? And can you go up? You know, so I. Because uh, I'm hoping you go now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bad? I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh man. So you never say never because now there's these commercial opportunities out there. But right, I'm also right. okay if I never go because. I did, did spacewalks. I did robotics. I was a flight engineer in the shuttle. Was a long duration astronaut. Man, I'm kind of. I'm kind of good. Yeah, I'm happy with my. You experience. rock. You rock. And you know, Elon. So can you call Elon and say anything? You hi. How you doing? I could call. No, yeah. I'm not asking you. Yeah. But you're that that close. You have that kind of relationship. Um, I could send him an email. I sent. Him, I, I, sent I actually sent him an email. Send him a tweet. No. <laughs> anyway, I, I sent him an email about a month before he bought Twitter. And I said, don't do it. Well, and clearly you're close. You're a great hand man. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, I don't, uh, I don't want to do it. They're making me. That so was, you're like the Seinfeld opposite wow. episode. What? <laughs> you give him advice and he does the opposite. This right. is brilliant. That's, That's right. It's perfect. perfect. Well, perfect. Te- email him that you were on this show. Okay. Thank you very much. Your podcast is called? Two Funny Astronauts. Two Funny Astronauts. Again, Garrett, Reisman Reisman. And I love that he doesn't care. Space, space shuttle discovery, endeavor, and Atlantis. The School of Engineering. You consult. You also were on uh, Battlestar Galactica, and That's Ron right. Moore, the yes. showrunner, yes, kind of created a show with you, right? Yeah. And that you were consulting on, right? So I'm still working on it. It's uh, it's uh, on Apple TV, just four ninety nine per month. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> for all mankind, you're yeah. consulting on that. Very cool. Very yeah. cool, Garrett. Thank That's you very, very much good. for your time, and thanks for letting us have fun. Hey, I, it was Appreciate it was it. a great, a lot of fun for me. So you're thank good, you. You're a good dude, and thanks. For Live long interest. and prosper. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. do that easy. Neither can Shatner. And I have a trigger finger, and I can still do it.
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so Garrett, that was amazing, right? Pretty fascinating. I, you know what I like the most about him? Pretty good looking guy. Don't you think? He reminds me of somebody. The height. Good looking guy. Yeah, Don't who was that? The guy on TV in the, in the, in the CSI, one of the, not CSI show. What's his name? With Marissa Haggerty. Marissa Haggerty. That's who he reminds me, that good looking guy. You can't get her name right either, right? Marissa Haggerty. You not getting his name right, now you can't get that name right. You're good with names. I just want to mention. That What's my we, name? But last week when, when we were taping, Jason called me. What did you call me? You didn't call me Tilton. What did you say? Four times. You've known me 30 know. years. Tilman. Til- you got my Tilson. name wrong Tilson. four times. Peter and you have the guts to look at me and say. That's right. I have the guts. I have the guts. <laughs> I'm the right stuff. Let's go to let's, <laughs> let's go to Googleheim. Googleheim, anything in this episode that uh, needed correcting or that uh, that we needed to look up to clarify? Uh, well, yeah, the, uh, the it's Christopher Maloney, by the way. Thank you, Christopher Maloney. You get that you get that a lot, but sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. There's a bevy of things. I don't know. I'll, I'll give you an option. Give us part of the bevy. The, Go. Jason referred to the Carlin routine. I don't know if people know who George Carlin is, so I could, you know, we could get into That's that. That's true. George Carlin, funny comedian, sure. but he's been dead a long time. How sad is that that people may not know? Yeah. Wow. Del Boca Vista, of course, is the uh, fictional home of Jerry Seinfeld's parents, and then at some point, George's parents as well, <laughs> for a short period of time. The internet is all over as far as Garrett's height. Some places it says he's 5'7". Some say he, he's 6'1". I don't think anyone's buying that. You That's know, Garrett there, constantly trying to invade yeah. those sites, yeah. <laughs> Claustrophobia, that is actually caused by a traumatic event experienced during early childhood. So you might want to share mm, something there. You know something? I don't know what that is, but it's true. If I ever have to go in one of the machines to do yeah. the MRI, I don't think, I honestly don't think. I have I, no, that's not one of my problems. They'd have to give me ayahuasca I have many problems, but that's we, not You one. could go in there and hit. I've done it many times. I, I have no problem in small places. I th- Closed places. When Garrett was talking about going into that the ball, ball and being zipped up, I started, I start, yeah, I can't breathe. It's wow. unbelievable. Yeah. That's terrible. A lot of people have that. Well, that's why I don't go in balls that are rubber balls. You don't, balls you don't, drive, in my, you don't you know, drive in my cars. I don't let your cars kind of like that. Every time you get out, it's like giving birth. It feels like... Or the, I, or the downstairs bathroom in my house. Downstairs you, bathroom you, in your house is smaller tight. than... It's tight. Smaller than yeah. an airplane bathroom. Yeah. By the way, what's with airplane bathroom? They can't give you another couple inches if you're 6'2"? Sorry, Garrett. I'm 6'2". 
It's it's the 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 I'm always holding you know on what? with my head. My head is on the curb. Have to curve. call Chad Calvin again. Get the, <laughs> the bathroom. To find out what that's all. And about. by the way, you know who has a, a, an airplane bathroom in his hallway of his house? I understood. No. Billy Crystal. Does he really had an airplane bathroom installed? An accurate bathroom installed. <laughs> and when you close the door, supposedly it makes the sound. Oh, that's the hall. Isn't that great? great. Uh, Google Home. Anything else? The last one is my favorite. The Kobayashi Maru is a fictional training exercise in the Star Trek franchise uh, designed to test characters in Starfleet Academy with a no-win scenario. And as Captain, as Captain Kirk says, I don't believe in a no-win scenario. Wow, that's actually, I felt like I was with He's the only he man to beat. He actually... He cheated. And well, he beat, cheated. He cheated. He beat the Kobayashi Maru. The only man to do it. I'd love that you Captain spend all James this time on Tiberius fantasy. Kirk. There you go. My so, take, by the way, my yeah. take as a takeaway from this yeah. is Garrett's great. He's knowledgeable. Yes. I think we're screwed. I think that they're racing to go out of space. They don't want us to know because Garrett's in on it. He knows Elon Musk. They're all going to get in rockets and take off when it's all cluttered, and we're going to be like, bye, Bill Gates, bye, Elon okay, Musk. Let me, yeah, let me they're all going. They're all racing you. to get out of here. Let me explain something to you. Oh, you, Mr. Science. Let me help you. Yes, sir, Bill. Yes, Mr. Nye. What? If you have $100 billion and now you're in space, what good is it to you? What, what are you buying? What are you going to have that the guy next to you doesn't have? Okay? A Bill life. Gates, down here. Elon Musk, you know, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, their life is here. They, they will, they'll invest in these things to make money, but they're staying here. This is where they want to be. This is where the quality of their life is extraordinary. On Mars, they're just another schmo on Mars. Okay, they're a big schmo with but, money. And I am not pessimistic. You're pessimistic. You you actually. You I heard smell the thing. something. If these guys are racing to do oh, this, I'm, I'm going. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, shut up. Now you're going to do a nose joke, aren't you? Good night, everybody. Drive safely. No, I, I you're. I know that you think. The, what we heard is that you know that there's going to be so much junk up there. We're not going to be. So you able can't to get through, through it. it. We're right. going to be landlocked. I say to you, first of all, Saturn. I love that you first Saturn, of all. Saturn. All that, all that ring, the ring of Saturn is all junk. It's all junk. It's all space debris. So you're right? saying make it neat. It'll all compress. I think the the thing will have around the Earth. There'll be a, a ring like Garrett's Saturn. still here. Garrett, can they make it all neat? Can you just go up there and, and tidy up? Just tidy just up. Just say yes or no. I don't need to put on the headphones and the whole thing. Yes or no? It, it'll take a long time. That's <laughs> all right. We got time. We got the time. We don't have time. You know the what? The second thing I'm going to say to you is, uh, despite pessimist one and pessimist two. Whenever mankind is faced with an existential problem, we kind of we MacGyver our, our way out. Do we we really, figure really, it really, out. Really. Where's the force fields? We're going to have force fields. That means we're going to put force fields around our stuff, around our ships. We're going to have a force field, electromagnetic field, and we're going to push through the junk. The junk will repel away. We're going to figure out how to do that. Right after we figure out where my jetpack is. <laughs> as soon as I get my jetpack. Exactly. You know what's amazing? What? You're better on Space Talk. You should be partnering with Garrett than on this show. You, I'm, you I'm leaving the show and I'm going over to Two Funny Astronauts. <laughs> it's going to be Two Funny Astronauts and a former and, science and a guy, guy from next door to Parsippany. That's right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Fantastic. Good day, everybody. Depending on where you are in the world, because this is global. Signing off for an astronaut and two guys. Really? Really? Well, we want to thank Garrett Reisman, our test subject this week. An amazing guy. Not only is he a former NASA astronaut who's flown on the Space Shuttle Discovery and Endeavor and Atlantis, but he also uh, is consulted on a TV show for all mankind. You can follow Garrett's podcast, Two Funny Astronauts, anywhere you get your podcast. He's on Instagram, or you can check out his website at GarrettReisman.com. As far as Really Know Really, you can find us at reallyknowreally.com or on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Really Know Really Podcast. For questions and suggestions, you can message us on Instagram also. And most of all, I do want to thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing the show. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Really Know Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information let's hit it give me a vacation Vacation. give me a wave surfing give me a city tour the trolley give me animals give me some sea life (laughs) give me museums give me a woo what's that spell san diego if you're happy and you know it san diego is the place to show it book your family vacation at san diego.org funded in part with the city of san diego tourism marketing district assessment funds